This podcast is brought to you by the Transitional Justice Institute at Ulster University. Learn more about our work, including our taught postgraduate programmes in gender, conflict, transitional justice and human rights at www.transitionaljustice.ulster.ac.uk. Well, thanks everyone for, for joining in. We look forward to telling you about our our two master programs at the Transitional Justice Institute at Ulster University in Belfast. So our program in, in, the, in human rights and transitional justice and our program in gender conflict and, and human rights. I'm Thomas Hansen. I'm the course director for, for these two programs. And with us is Catherine Rook, who is um, director of the Transitional Justice Institute. And then we're very fortunate to have three current and, and former students joining in also. So we have Clara, Katarina and, and Saul in the room who will, uh, who will speak to their experiences starting with us after, after I've outlined the program and after Catherine has, has said a bit about the research environment at, at the Institute and other sort of more general issues. So again, thanks for, for joining in. And um, I think, you know, uh, we can offer two very exciting programs at the Transitional Justice Institute that we have run for quite a number of years by now. Um, and, and it's taught in, in our own buildings at, at the Transitional Justice Institute in, in Jordanstown. Well, it has been in Jordanstown, but we're planning to move to the Belfast campus from, um, from the summer. So when you start in September and assuming, of course, and hoping that everything will be back to face-to-face, -face, then we'll meet in, in the Belfast campus. Um, so really what, what I think sets our programs apart from, from many other masters you can, you can study in the UK and elsewhere is that we are a small dedicated uh, group of, of faculty and, and students. So it's all very intimate, if you will, that, that we run small, small classes, typically with, with 10 to 15 students, um, something in, in that league. And the uh, uh, we have our own teaching seminar room with with uh, with facilities to uh, to to run this and and uh, experts really in in our in the various fields that these different master programs touch on. So um, so we have staff members who who work on transitional justice around the world. Some are focusing on on Latin America. Others are focusing on Africa and Europe and, and Asia. And and we have. Uh, world leading experts in gender studies. Catherine, who is with us in, in the room here today, is, um, is our gender expert. And we have, we have exp experts in international law and human rights and, and humanitarian law that will um, teach dedica dedicated modules on, on those topics. So I um, so really believe what we can offer is, is quite, quite exciting. Um, maybe just to briefly outline the structure of, of the two programs that that we run so if you're joining in for the full-time pathway for, for human rights and transitional justice you will you will start the semester in September by by taking our foundations of international human rights law module uh, as well as our foundations in transitional justice module so these are two 30 credit modules that that you take in the first semester and then in the next semester uh, you will take dissertation research methods, and in addition to that, you will take free optional mod modules. So these vary a bit from year to year, but um, to give you an example of, of what we've been running this year, we had a module in, 
in gender and transition. We had a module running in memory transition and conflict. We had one in, in equality law. We have one in using film. Um, so about documentaries in, in, in these areas of study. And we have one in international humanitarian law. And then in the third semester, which is over the summer, you will write your dissertation. And of course, you will have allocated a dissertation supervisor who, um, who will be able to guide you through, through this process. Um, if you join in for the gender conflict and human rights and the full-time pathway, you will, you will start off in September by taking our gender and human rights module, which is also a 30 credit uh, module and in addition to that you will either take the foundations of international human rights law module or the foundations in uh, in transitional justice and then in semester two from january you will take as mandatory modules our gender and and transition module and like uh, like, like your colleagues in human rights and transitional justice you will you will also take the dissertation research methods module and then in addition to that, you will select one optional module for that um, for that semester, and that's that will be the same modules you can choose from as as uh, your colleagues in human rights and and transitional justice. And if you follow our, we also have a part time pathway, so that's over six semesters. So the difference is here that you only take half of, of the modules that I outlined and they are somewhat, somewhat different structure, but I won't go into details with this in, in this relatively short presentation today. But of course, if you have any, uh, any questions to, to the structure, feel free to email me after, um, after the session today. <clears throat> um, and just to add on what I said before with, with, with us being world leading experts in, in, transitional justice and, and gender and, and international law at the Transitional Justice Institute. So that also means that many of the resources we rely on in the teaching are actually books and, and articles and other material that has been produced by our own staff. So of course that, that creates you know, a good foundation for really engaging these, um, these topics in, in a highly qualified way. Um, and I should say, we also try all the teaching staff at, at the Institute. We uh, we've really emphasize to have engaging and participatory teaching. So we run, we run seminar exercises as an integrated part of all modules. And it's, um, it's, it's a big part really of, of studying with us that students are engaging these different topics that we deal with through different forms of exercises that can be in one of my own modules. We run a, a mood exercise, for example, where we pretend that we are in a uh, in a real world courtroom and, and students make submissions on uh, on real world human rights cases. So that's something that students uh, tend to find very exciting. And I know um, Catherine again has has also invited students to contribute to to legal submissions to uh, to UN bodies and and again a real a real case here, here where students work with the lecturer to uh, to draft a submission that that is then being considered by uh, by the UN that could be other international or uh, regional bodies also so, so that's really you know we think that's an exciting way for students to to get a feeling and also of course something that can contributes to employability because this is what many of you if you join our courses that this is what many of you will end up doing in the real world after you have completed your studies 
Um, so maybe just a brief note on that concerning employability also that that students that that graduate from our institute um, they go out many of them go out and work with uh, with international organizations or civil society working in international law human rights and transitional justice and and gender topics uh, um, some go on to pursue a phd either with us we have a a, a fairly large phd program at, at our law school and at the institute um, or some, of course, also join a PhD at, at another university in the UK or, or elsewhere. Um, so many exciting possibilities. That's just some examples. And, and I think maybe um, the students we have with us in the room here today can also will also reflect a bit on um, on how they look at at the future options, having having completed or having soon completed the, the LLM with us. Um, yeah. So. Again, if you have any questions other to, to what I briefly outlined in this presentation, you, uh, you're very much welcome to send me an, an email. And I think we can maybe post my email address in, in the chat box if you haven't already uh, access to it. So with that, I will hand over to, to Catherine to tell us a bit about the research environment at, at the Institute. Thanks, Thomas, and uh, hello to our attendees today and um, and indeed to future people who catch up on the recording of this video. Uh, my name is Catherine O'Rourke and I direct the Transitional Justice Institute and I lead on much of the gender teaching and the LLM. So I thought it'd be an opportunity just to say a little bit about the Institute and the different things we do. Um, we do, um, as Thomas said, we're sort of we're a tight knit community um, and our LLM students are very much part of that community. Uh, so I just wanted to give you a little flavor of what being part of the TJI means. And I have a couple of slides. Um, so um, I always say there's three things that we do at the Institute. Uh, we do research. Uh, we are a research institute. Um, we engage at a policy level um, in terms of local issues um, at the national level and also with the United Nations, the International Criminal Court and other international institutions. Um, and then very importantly, uh, we educate and the uh, postgraduate, the LLM programs are our sort of flagship educational programs. Uh, and we also have a very large um, PhD community and the PhD and LLM community support and reinforce each other in, in lots of important ways um, to create an overall learning environment. Um, so in terms of research, um, in the most recent uh, research assessment exercise for research at UK universities, uh, the um, Ulster uh, Law School led by the TJI uh, ranked fourth in the UK. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a, just an indicator in some sense of the quality of the, the research that we do. And um, because our teaching is so intimately connected to our research, we do think that's important though, that we are the key researchers in this field um, in, by, inter by any international standards. Um, um, and that then, as I say, it's very much shapes our teaching. Uh, so if you're studying transitional justice, memory, gender, human rights, um, UN peacekeeping, international humanitarian law, um, any of those subject matters, you will be taught by subject experts, uh, by the people who have you know, written, written the book in the field. Um, and in that sense, you're learning that very much from the cutting edge um, of what's happening in these areas of law and, and policy. Um, and all of us are engaged um, in that sort of policy level as well in these areas um, because of our expertise. Um, we do, this is our, um, this is our old uh, teaching room, which sadly we haven't been able to use this year because of the 
uh, because of the pandemic. And as Thomas mentioned, we're going to be moving into the city centre uh, very shortly, uh, which means that this, this old teaching room won't be used. But I think nevertheless, it's a nice visual of the sort of um, the intimate collegial teaching environment that we do work hard uh, to cultivate on the LLM. Uh, that sense of not only learning from the person at the top of the classroom, but indeed from your classmates as well. And um, that I think being one of the real selling points of our program. Um, and indeed, I mean, sadly, we've um, been reminded of this I mean, really quite vividly in the last 10 days um, that you will be, if you're interested in issues of transitional justice, gender conflict, uh, post-conflict reconstruction, uh, these are obviously, you know, live issues in terms of where we are. Um, our research and our teaching is, is connected to what's going on locally, though, though not defined by it. We are very keen on international learning and comparative learning. Um, nevertheless, we, we do. There, there is a unique value, I think, in studying these issues in Northern Ireland um, because of the connection to policy and practice. Uh, classmates come from uh, the statutory sector and, and NGO uh, organizations um, and that will very much be part of your part of your classroom and part of your learning environment as well and I already mentioned that um, and then just to speak as to some of the, the policy relevance work that we do um, these are various ways that um, research at the institute has been used to inform UN practice um, discussions about Brexit um, local uh, domestic violence policy and legal reform um, and much wider kind of um, international initiatives. Um, and uh, we do work very hard to give that sense of uh, practice as well to our teaching so that you're learning not only from academic research, but actually from what these issues look like in practice when they're being engaged with by policymakers and by and indeed by local actors um, confronting these issues. Um, the um, a couple of things that we do to try to embed that sense of practice a bit more um, in the program uh, we have we we very often will facilitate internships for students where students are interested we have good relationships with local organizations again that's been a little disrupted by the pandemic but um, something that we we hope to get back on stream um, very shortly and we have a good record in that um, and giving students supporting students to, to access internships with local organizations um, the Northern Ireland Human Rights Commission sponsors our dissertation prize. So the best dissertation every year will, will win, be awarded a prize sponsored by the Northern Ireland Human Rights Commission. Um, and we do, as Thomas mentioned um, in his intervention, we do work hard to try and embed some, some practical advocacy experience as well in, in the um, course of our teaching. Um, and uh, you will very much be part of our research culture um, and that we encourage you to take part in. We have a very lively program of public events and seminars, uh, some examples of recent seminar series that we had um, dealing with the past, the Stormont House Agreement and others. Uh, you can access those through through our website. Uh, we've won indeed tomorrow uh, for those of you tuning in live. Um, and that's, uh, you know, the, the, the public seminar program is organized very, you know, very carefully, very strategically, really to support and supplement what you're learning in your classroom. Um, so we'll bring in key scholars, key practitioners um, that are re related very directly to what you're studying in the course. Um, so it's a real kind of added value of being part of the Institute and um, that you get access to, to these folks as well um, through, through your studies. Uh, and indeed, those are public, so please do come. And it's a good way to, I think, get a sense, get a flavour of the sort of uh, sort of subject matter you'll be studying uh, on the LLM program. 
Um, and then indeed, if you if you come on to the LLM program, that will give you further access then to the bespoke internal events that we have that we do. And those internal events are open really only to to members of the institute. So uh, our PhD students uh, conduct a What's the Crack series where they talk about their PhD research. Uh, we have some internal events. For example, we had we had one from um, uh, Fergal Cochran, who's one of the candidates for the ICC uh, chief prosecutor role. Um, so those those internal events, again, very much designed to um, supplement your learning experience on the LLM um, and to integrate you further into the into the TJI community. Um, if you'd like to know more about that sort of thing, I would encourage you. We're, we're pretty active on social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, follow us on Facebook. Um, check out our YouTube channel. There's quite a lot of good material there in terms of our past seminars. There's some testimonies from former students, that sort of material. Um, and subscribe to the podcast uh, where we continually update our, our public events. Uh, so with that, I'll conclude, but um, it's lovely to, to meet you virtually and hopefully we'll meet some of you in person next year um, on the course. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Catherine, uh, for, for that introduction to the Transitional Justice Institute. So I think with that, we will hand over to Saul to tell us a bit about the human rights and uh, transitional justice program and, and how he has experienced that. So Saul is, an, is a student with us currently. So the floor is yours, Saul, please. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas and Catherine. Um, yeah, good afternoon, everyone who's attending. And I am currently a part-time student in the LLM, Human Rights and Transitional Justice, as, <clears throat> as Thomas mentioned. So I'll just give you a little bit of a background and then uh, give you an idea of what it is that, uh, that I have found and am interested in in the, in the program. So I qualified as a lawyer decades ago in South Africa, headed straight into working as a financial services lawyer and eventually as a risk management specialist in securitization in London for decades. So a bit of an antithesis to what I'm doing at the Institute. Um, the perfect storm of events actually took place last year, including the pandemic, which led me to discover Ulster University and the TJI and the LLM. And I realized that if I, if I made a decision to undertake the LLM, which will also mean doing so on an online basis. And that, and that was clearly a, a different way of doing things and a new skill to develop. Uh, even though I am I am adept at uh, IT matters and I um, am on my way to being a Python programmer. So it's something that I'm aware of. Um, I think I may be one of the most mature students on the course. Um, I, I don't know if that's a badge of honor or what, but it is the case. And, and I've been welcomed and treated like, like everyone else. Um, from the get-go, I made sure to take as many orientations and trainings as was available, um, you know, wherever it was, in the library, referencing sessions with PhDs on essay writing, interesting webinars that Catherine has mentioned, presentations of TJI, etc. I also made sure to develop relationships with as many people as I came across, even though everything was online or is online in the TJI, including lecturers, students, librarians, and others, and this has been this has been immensely helpful. And I think it really breaks the the monotony and the and the difficulty that one has with online with online learning. Um, and I can say it is really needed. 
So when I email people, at least you know that way they know me. Um, I also made sure to attend one-to-ones which are available with the course director and studies advisor and to be clear about the things that I'm experiencing. I found the people that I encountered to be receptive and helpful with you know, all sorts of questions that I had. And, and importantly, that you know, they were happy to build relationships, um, which, um, which can sustain into the future. I think for me, this is a, a, long-term, a long-term view. And, and that's, it's important, I think, to build those relationships if possible early on. Again, in lectures, I've made sure to participate, um, have my video camera on. Um, it's, I know this is, you know, it's a, big, it's a big issue for some people. But for me, you know, I've made sure of that because I think that, that helped also integrate. And I've jumped into the middle of the process um, in lectures and in doing the essays and, and everything else to find out as much as possible. And also to relay my insights, you know, have them have them smashed down if need be, or, or have them endorsed as, as the case may be. Um, so I've developed, in the, in the process, I've developed a, a very, I think a very well-rounded understanding of the modules, and it's given me an expansive approach to writing the essays, um, which is really an important part of the, of the program. Um, and debates in class, I think is, is you know, even in the online, method are actually, I mean, in some cases, pretty lively, and, and that I find really interesting. Um, in addition, as I think Thomas mentioned, opportunities for work have actually arisen for me, you know, even with the pandemic. Um, these are notified by TGI to all students, and I actually took up one of these, and now volunteer at Human Rights Consortium. And uh, that's in relation to a human rights database, which they in the process of building out. And in fact, I intend to apply for a research position at the same NGO um, this week. Um, and we'll see if, if anything, if that materializes, fingers crossed. Prior to doing the LLM, I actually completed a MOOC at one of the Swiss universities on human rights law. I found that really useful. I, you know, even though I've been been a lawyer for a very long time, many decades, um, I've never really encountered human rights law, and that's even despite you know, I've come from South Africa and you know and encountered South African the changes in South Africa um, you know, as they were happening, literally. And this MOOC that I did inspired me. It was a huge inspiration for me. Inspired me to go further, and. I find the course and the, the LLM and the work, you know, the, the work done by TGI, I find everything very thorough and extensive in the modules. There are subjects that I've taken which I could never have thought of, literally like memory, even though I, I was aware of the, more than aware of the South African, um, uh, the, the um, I'm trying to think of the, uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I mean, it was, I saw it as, it as it was taking place. And this has given me, you know, a course like memory and conflict has given me a multidisciplinary dive into, into an area of law that I really, you know, find, I find it incredibly inspiring. I experienced, as, as I mentioned, that I did experience the South African Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And I actually did not even realize its connection to, to memory, which is 
rather rather damning in a way. Um, an amazing example also arose in memory from the Holocaust, and and there've been incredible incredible work that we've looked at. You know, like famous philosophers, and uh, like Hannah Arendt, who attended the trial of Adolf Eichmann in Jerusalem, and coined she coined the phrase "banality of evil," which you may have heard about. Um, equality law was also beyond way beyond what I could have expected. Learning about something that is clearly pretty abstract, but is actually it has a very significant pragmatic manifestation in bills of rights across the world. South Africa, which is a world leader in that respect, Canada, Council of Europe, and Northern Ireland, which is in the throes of building out um, its bill of rights, and hopefully it will it will come to fruition. And and these are you know to be to be at the forefront of history in the making. In Northern Ireland, in this respect, is again it, it's another another area of of huge inspiration. Students are encouraged to read as much as possible. I mean, this is up to you. I read a lot of fiction, so I've had no problem reading extensively. Um, obviously, it's not fiction for each module. Um, I've come across really interesting topics and matters in the process, and I discuss this with fellow students and lecturers, and have have found all receptive. I've learned. I've learned a huge number of things. And it's also informed me about my, my dissertation, which will come up because I'm part-time and will come up you know, a little bit long in the future. But it's something, there are areas that I find interesting that I want to already explore. Um, I did start the course full-time and I, I think it's worth saying that I found that given my current commitments that I did have to change. Um, this was really easy to do. It helped me to a great extent um, that the, the staff were highly supportive and you know and helped me through this process. I mean, my intention is to work in the field of human rights going forward, possibly as a researcher um, or in advocacy. I mean, these are both areas that I'm deeply interested in, and also you know looking at the convergence of research with data science because that's another area of of my occupation. And there are many, there are many, many data sets that, that cover this. Um, I also, there are, I have thought, although it's you know, long into the future, I thought that I may well be interested in a PhD in the future because there are particular areas that I've already identified that are particularly interesting for me. Um, COVID has, I was going to say that, that COVID has been a, a real game changer in terms of how we've had to, you know, um, to, to be taught and to engage with this, with the process, um, but also COVID has meant from a from a work point of view that you know doing things online and having access to huge amounts of online research and information has been another game changer for me. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Great. Uh, thanks so much, Sal, for, for those remarks on our human rights and transitional justice program. So with that, we will we'll move to Clara, who will tell us about her experiences with, uh, with the gender program. So, Clara, the floor is yours. Thank you, Thomas. Um, <clears throat> hi, well, my name is Clara and I am enrolled on the LLM in Gender, Conflict and Human Rights. I am studying full time. Um, this is my fifth year studying at Ulster University. I have previously studied politics at undergraduate level and I also have a master's degree in peace and conflict studies. 
Um, this LLM was my first experience of doing a law course and I have no previous legal study experience. And I say that because I know that there is likely some of you who are listening um, who are in the same boat that I was in a year ago, considering the gap between your current discipline or career and law. And I have to say, before I started, I had serious reservations about changing to the law discipline, but the transition has been smoother than I imagined it would be. The university has a, a vast amount of resources for navigating law. And if it is new to you or if it's been a while since you've done it, I personally switched from social sciences to law and took a few of the library's courses on a SCOLA referencing, as well as a one-to-one session with the law librarian, which was so beneficial for me for getting my referencing and information sourcing right. And from then on, it sort of just falls into place. As you progress, you do begin to think about issues from a legal and gendered point of view. And as well as all that, when you do begin to chat with the class cohort, um, you do quickly realise that you're not alone in your concerns or fears that there are others who were like me and didn't come from a legal background and had the same reservations. As for gender, just to diverge a bit from the course that Saul has just talked about, gender analysis is a key theme throughout this course, throughout semester one and two, from late September until today, we have covered gender from a variety of angles and have been lectured and educated by the experts in the field with some unbelievable experience and research to tell us about. As Catherine and Thomas have already said, you really are taught by the people who write the books. There have also been guest lecturers and speakers from various organisations who add an invaluable touch to the course. What is more, we also have been invited to various other information sessions outside the course um, content, not least to webinars and book launches. And combined, these really do add a real life touch to the course and highlights just how much of what we are learning is applicable to real world issues surrounding gender, human rights, LGBTQ+, conflict, post-conflict, transitional justice and peace. On top of all that, as well as having the core gender modules, there is an opportunity in the additional modules to bring what you have learned into focus, especially if gender is your main focus and if it is of interest to you for further studies or career opportunities. For example, the additional module I chose was equality law, and through this, I was able to bring what I had learned in the first semester on international systems, gender-based violence and reproductive rights and link it with equality laws here in the north of Ireland. Um, what I will say, although the current lockdown and COVID restrictions in the north of Ireland have meant that teaching has been entirely online so far, my ability to use the online resources and source information from various platforms, like Saul said, has massively been strengthened. What is more, the lecturers are extremely helpful in these difficult times. They have they're always contactable by email and usually guest lecturers are keen to talk more with us and often leave contact details and as well as all that the PhD students within the TJI have been really helpful. They put on supplementary sessions and have kindly allowed us insight into their doctoral research so there really is support coming at you from all angles. The Transitional Justice Institute in general have been really helpful in navigating through this course there's a dedicated program support area, which allows students to engage with a range of issues from essay writing workshops to referencing workshops and pretty much everything in between. So to finish off, because I know it's a busy session, I would just like to say I couldn't be more glad that I've taken on this challenge. And as we are currently preparing our research proposals for our dissertations, I'm conscious and sad that it's nearly over. So, yeah, but if there's any students who are any questions for people 
who want to ask maybe a student question, I'm more than happy to take one. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Clara, for, for those remarks. And uh, with that, we'll move to one of our graduates. So, Katharina, I believe you are in, in Italy. Um, yeah. The floor is yours. <clears throat> Uh, hi everyone, uh, my name is Caterina and I was an international student at the TJI during the academic year of 2019-2020. Uh, I came from a background in legal studies in Italy and I think it's really important to share my personal experience as an international student because my previous academic background in Italy was really, really different from what I found in Northern Ireland. And I say this with um, a completely positive um, point of view, um, because I think it's important to underline what a fortune is to study at Ulster University and especially be part of uh, the Transitional Justice Institute. In fact, I also agree completely with all the things that you all have been said about the uh, university, the institution and all the people there and all the help that they support. Um, so I attended the LLM in human rights law and transitional justice, and I really enjoyed everything about the course, um, all the module, the additional, the optional modules, the readings, uh, all the exercises, writing the essay, and also it was really important to have uh, um, academic writing supports and also the OSCOLA reference um, classes to approach the essays if you're not familiar with it. And, um, but I think the most important thing that uh, I've appreciated about this LLM is the fact that it um, engage and develops your critical thinking. And this is a crucial point for doing a career in this field. And it was something that I lacked uh, very much from my studies in Italy. And I really much appreciated the fact that here it was uh, encouraged and all point of view were appreciated. Um, unfortunately, my year uh, was the first part, the first part in person and the second semester online, so it was a um, big transition, but um, at the same fact, I found um, online classes very easy to follow because there is not very and there is not a lot of people uh, in your course, so um, it's easy to make questions. Uh, stop the lecturer and ask for to repeat or ask questions. So uh, I think it they were anyway enjoyable. Um, of course, it's kind of different from being at the university and meet in person the people that you're studying with. But um, I think it's as much as useful. Uh, maybe for the drafting of drafting of my dissertation, I would have really preferred to be in Northern Ireland and not doing it uh, from home because, of course, you're, you're not as much um, um, into the atmosphere and maybe you, you see your study more distant from you than from being there and also meet your supervisor and all those stuff. Um, Regarding the um, Transitional Justice Institute as a whole, 
and as for Alsi University. And I, I was very impressed by the structure, the organization, and as you already mentioned, the openness and the kindness of all the people that was there. Uh, from the TJI personnel to the professors, lecturers, or also uh, lecturers from outside the institute, and of course my fellow colleagues. And everyone would, I found that everyone was really, really friendly and ready to help with uh, any problem. And I think this from, I mean, for me as an international student, but I think it will be uh, equally important for every student. It's important because it makes you feel in a positive and enjoyable environment. And so you are free to develop your idea, develop connections. And also, as I was saying before, your critical thinking uh, has no boundaries. And additionally, the fact that um, um, also from my LLM, um, the people involved are not a lot, um, so it's um, easy also to make a direct relation with your lecturer, and I think this is really important, and this is also a thing that I lacked uh, before in Italy, um, uh, because, it, of course, you develop a different uh, um, connection during class, the fact that you can intervene, the professor knows who you are, what uh, your background, what you're interested. In. So I think it's this is also a um, positive point. And uh, as I've been mentioned before, all the multitude of events that the TJI um, does and also the fact that the personnel continuously keep you posted about events, uh, seminars, lectures in a lot of different uh, topics, of course, all connected with uh, international conflicts, human rights law, justice, equality, and all, other, all the other stuff. And they are not, of course, um, mandatory for your course, but they are based on your personal interest, so you're free to attend those. And also the fact that they keep you posted about trainerships and work offers, it um, makes you really feel into um, an enjoyable environment, really. So it was really, really a great experience. And I want to conclude saying that uh, I am really looking forward to come back to Northern Ireland as soon as possible. And uh, keep uh, on going with my career there. Great. Thanks so much, Katharina, for those, uh, for those comments. Uh, brilliant. Good. So as, as you can see, we have uh, students from, uh, from many different backgrounds and from different countries around the world. And, and of course, that's also one of the, the things that really um, characterize our, our programs at, at TGI, that, that everyone both students and, and staff members benefit from from hearing, you know, students' experiences from from different countries around the world, and uh, so so we see that as a as an enormous um, advantage for for the programs. Um, and maybe just to to comment on one of the things that, that was brought up in these presentations. So so our former and current students spoke to the different support offerings that we had for. Um, for coursework and for essay writing and uh, um, and more generally so just to say that 
that these support offerings they exist regardless of whether we will we will stay online or whether we will go back to to face to face teaching as we hope we will from uh, from september so for now there's a lot to think about of course so uh, so if you if you come to think of any questions then then please get in touch with me uh, via email and 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 we can talk about it so thanks very much for everyone for joining in and uh, and we hope to see as many of you as possible in Belfast by September. So thank you again and have a good afternoon, everyone.